Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Great Mindset Bats and the Bees Keep it down, please. Discoculia summarized and will technology better help learners with disabilities? This is a podcast for week 7 in 2019. With us is Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaservice.com. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, so happy to be here again. Absolutely, absolutely. We have wonderful links this week. And uh, the second one is a very funny one about the math and the bees. And I'm very excited about what that is our hummingbirds. But we start with the first one, and which is about the growth mindset. And we've heard about that before. But what do we have here? Absolutely. Now... Uh, this is a, a really stunning visual from uh, North Star Path. And uh, that is made by um, uh, two people, uh, Kristen Wiens and uh, Paul Totsky. And uh, in this visual, you see a collection of um, words, uh, actually a whole alphabet, that is linked to how you can explain the growth mindset uh, to students and how they probably are able to memorize the the concept uh, better. Okay. It's actually one of a series of uh, beautiful uh, visuals, graphics, and they're all very inspirational. I saw one about equity, one about uh, what you can say to students uh, how to... Um, use their fidgets that they should not like distract other people or make make uh, right. clicking or ticking right, noises right, right, and so right, on right, right. Yeah. the fidget is for them and not for the rest of the class exactly right. it should be kind of unobtrusive okay. uh, uh, so this is a great tool to have handy i could say print it out uh, large hang it in your classroom and um, the whole concept of the growth mindset is obviously very important for kids with dyscalculia because they very often start to believe that they cannot learn the math anyway. They have tried so often and they, uh, they didn't get it. Um, so it would be really um, taking away a lot of anxiety for them if they see it and understand that their mistakes are not disasters but will actually help them to grow in understanding when they they keep trying to find the solution so thank you so much for this visual okay great um so now the next one i'm very curious what is the mat and the bees what are we talking about here well this, this is uh, about a small study it's very interesting with 14 bees Oh, Ooh, they, yeah, yeah, small they trained. Bees are very small. Exactly, <laughs> but you can uh, work with a lot of bees at the same time too. They didn't do oh, that. How many so bees did they train? Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> well, start training one bee, and yeah, that's right, not right, so right, easy. Right, 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 right. So what they did was uh, let them loose in a kind of maze. And they had to find their way to sugary water. And uh, if they did it wrong, they got into some bitter solution that didn't have any food. And okay. uh, immediately a lot of other studies spring to mind where they did this with uh, laboratory rats and mice and so on. And um, testing their memory for specific places where they could find uh, food. 
And uh, apparently the bees scored a collective 72% on the various tasks um, to find where the where the food was. Okay. So where we always thought that advanced math was uh, only for humans, it now appears that this visual-spatial memory, which is a big part of uh, doing math, um, is actually also um, in, in non-human creatures, and, and they became capable of uh, doing stunning things. Now, the same experiment was repeated several times, I think four times, if I remember correctly, to check that it wasn't just a lucky guess from the bees, now, I'm, I'm not sure about the practical implications of this research yet, but uh, well, it's very interesting to know. And, uh, you know, bees have survived for ages, so they must know how to find food. But on another note, I'm, I'm a bit afraid that uh, they are not really up to our overabundance of insecticides and, and many colonies uh, of these hard-working pollinators have died, unfortunately. So that's another side of this story. Right. Wow. Well, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. It's indeed the practical implication is uh, is a little bit um, far-fetched, far-fetched still, but, but it's uh, still interesting. Absolutely. The um, the next link says keep it down, please. So are we too noisy here in our studio? Or well, I, I think our studio is uh, is fine. Right, dark, um, is, dark is quiet today. <laughs> yes, uh, that, but this is really great research where uh, they measured the brain activity of adults and children, um, and the children were between uh, six and nine years of age, as they listened to four recorded stories and uh-huh. each was a different kind of background noise and uh, that could be like other people talking or just general sounds okay. and, well it's it's very clear that if you have um uh, big jets flying over your school that that's distracting for Probably, your kids yes, yes, yes yeah yes. but here uh children were actually uh significantly worth at um distinguishing parts of words as uh, syllables and they struggled much more than the adults to follow the speaker when there uh, was more uh, background noise and okay. specifically other voices. That that really interferes with um, with listening to uh, an explanation. Uh, now there were some differences. Uh, some uh, students could actually benefit from uh, specific background noise, usually not. Uh, voices not uh, because word. not right. the spoken word also uh, that was not mentioned in this research but that I picked up in another research actually it springs to my mind is that uh, some students say they can study better if they learn to music well that might be true as long as uh, it not interferes so if they study something language um, uh, like also history that has a lot of words and in the meantime they listen to lyrics to to words and songs um, if that is a language that they understand it interferes if it might be a language that they do not understand it might interfere a little bit less right but uh, that's definitely something that um, teachers need to be uh, aware of and um, this is is not directly about math but I feel it seems still a really good point uh, and we need to make sure to create a calm 
in quiet environment. Uh, right. So this goes against the practice of uh, a big room with various small little groups that they try to help. Um, as long as they keep it down, right. it might work. But uh, if one group or, or several are getting uh, too noisy and, and speak too loud, then it's definitely interfering for other groups. Yes. We're talking with Dr. Schroeder, founder of DiscoPiliaServices.com. And we're looking at the headlines on DiscoPiliaHeadlines.com. Now, our next uh, link says DiscoPilia Summarized. This is a good summary that we have here. It's, um, it's a graphic, what you see first, a nice picture of, uh, of two people with uh, thinking bubbles. And it comes from uh, Queen's University in Belfast. And uh, where they looked at um, more than 2,400 kids and where they again um, found uh, what the number of uh, students with a specific learning difference for math um, or dyscalculia was, they, they calculated it at 5.7%. So that's very much in line with uh, what we um, what we think and how it compares with dyslexia. Now, one of the other things they um, saw was that a student is 100 times more likely to get a diagnosis of dyslexia compared to being diagnosed as a dyscalculic, while again, they find similar uh, numbers of kids in the general population that have those uh, things. Right. So, um, the way they started to, to attract our attention with those uh, bubbles, uh, bubbly things to, to people who really think as the numbers being structured and they mm -hmm. get the right answers and they do that sequentially. Well, the other um, thinking bubble shows all the numbers all over the place. It's not exactly what it uh, does in the brain, but it makes it clear how confusing and difficult it is for children with dyscalculia to get all the numbers organized. And this is, of course, um, very, uh, very important to get more um, information about. Even if this is right. just a artist impression, it's not exactly how it works, but then they but go it on the, uh, awareness. Yes. to um, state in their article uh, a very concise explanation of uh, dyscalculia. And they even include a point that diagnosis is so important. And after comparing 20 uh, children with dyscalculia with 20 typically uh, developmental kids, they make the point for an order processing deficit as underlying issue that surfaces as dyscalculia. So the kids with dyscalculia had both a magnitude processing disorder, we know that, right. but they also have a lack of ordering skills. So um, a very, uh, very good uh, article um, and um, I hope that more people will, will read this right. because it does give uh, some mm. new um, light on on what happens in the dyscalculic brain. Okay, okay. Good, good. Well, thank you. That brings us to our last link for this week. 
And the last link for this week talks about the technology. It's gonna help our learners with disabilities. Um, There's lots of technology. Yeah, yeah, de definitely. It's overwhelming of, to keep keep track yeah, of what, what, what comes out. Well, this is uh, from uh, the website Education for Everybody, located in the UK. Okay. And much of what they note in the article is still uh, a bit uh, futuristic. But there are experiments with uh, AI, artificial intelligence, uh, to help detect children's learning disability. And, and recent tests actually have scored about 88% um, accuracy with that. So that, that's very good. Now, the outlook for this technology is quite, uh, is quite uh, promising. And eventually you can imagine that children with learning disabilities would have uh, an artificial uh, virtual tutor to help them. Now, um, I've been interested in adaptable um, computer activities for learning from the first pioneers uh, who made games on CDs, like, like at least two decades ago. Right. And... Um, at that moment, there were a lot of comments from educators like, uh, I'm against computers and CDs in my school. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, luckily, uh, we have come a long way here. Yeah. And we always need to keep up to date. Look at what research tells us about how uh, these methods stack up with other, more traditional methods. and. Um, we should embrace anything that has been proven to be uh, beneficial. Now, until that time is here, uh, we keep tutoring one-on-one -on -one with our students, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> helping them to see math <coughs> in a, in a multi-sensory way and, and try to create a conceptual understanding for them. Blocking and tackling one by one as it goes. Well, those were all the links uh, for this week. Thank you for your explanations, Dr. Schroeder. We hope to see you back next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaservices.com. You can follow her on her website, DiscoCuliaservices.com, uh, or you can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Flipbook. She is all over the interwebs. If you see DiscoCulia, uh, you're bound to find Dr. Schroeder. What you will not find are DiscoCulia tutors. There is a lack of DiscoCulia tutors. Therefore, Dr. Schroeder has developed an online course that teachers and other interested people can take to become a DiscoCulia tutor. And all the information about that is at discoculiatutor.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.